0: I-V-M
1: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle Offense. I'm Monish, as always I'm joined by Nishant. We had a pretty interesting week in the NBA. It was also overshadowed by the NFL playoffs, but the NBA went on and it was pretty interesting, wasn't it? Uh, In today's episode, I want to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks, who might pretty much end up the Eastern Conference champions again, but are they really the team to be scared of? Brooklyn Nets beat them, Boston Celtics beat them philadelphia might beat them if they had M B. they just lost but uh this is a team that is repeating what they did in the last two years and they don't look really like contenders they lost to the lakers again last week so we'll talk about milwaukee bucks and we'll see how they're going hey nishant uh, what's up uh, what do you think the milwaukee bucks are up to a pretty uh i would say a pretty. Uh, Underwhelming loss to the Lakers because I expected that to be a more close game, yeah. but the Lakers pretty much cruised through it. I mean, yeah, the points show like seven point win or something like that, but it was a pretty easy win for the Lakers. They never looked like losing that, did they?
0: Yeah, it. They were in, the Lakers went cruise control as they are in most games this season. I think they they have they've registered more blowout games and blowout being fourteen point margin or higher yeah. uh, than than pretty much any other team this season, but. You'd expect a, t- a tougher fight, especially if if you're looking at um, an Eastern Conference Finals contender at the very least, if not a chip contender. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, they should be after making making the move that they wanted and getting Drew Holiday. As much as they botched the Bogdanovich move, this was still an intriguing squad. right True. We wanted to see you know where this thing was going. Here's here's the trouble with the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday coming in definitely upgrades their offense. And yep, this team's going to get to the playoffs one way or another, right? And what what we'll see is it upgrades their offense big time, even in the postseason. In fact, that's really where it'll start to reflect. It's a bit like Rondo in the sense that playoffs is really where Drew Holiday shines, as mm-hmm. good as he is through the regular season, which is better than Rondo. Now, that's an upgrade on Bledsoe on offense, upgrade on mm-hmm. defense too, but on offense it's just a staggering difference. Yep, but. There's still the matter of your MVP has got to be the MVP or or somewhere right. at that level. Like we're a top five player in the league for you to really still be contenders. Otherwise, you'll, you'll be a good team. You'll be a team that gives others, like, like a Utah Jazz gives somebody else a run for their money and then you know, eventually yeah. fizzles out. Now, the problem is for for that to change, you've upgraded your playoff offense. You've probably upgraded your regular season offense in, in Drew holiday and your deep perimeter defense is a little stronger than it was with Bledsoe. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm
0: is your MVP any better? Because none of this matters. Yeah. If, if if Giannis isn't going to improve, if Giannis can't shoot, and if Giannis can't make free throws, mm-hmm. teams are going to double up on other, dif- uh, on, on, on Giannis. They're going to leave others open. And if Giannis is on the perimeter, they're going to leave Giannis open. It, it always gives the defense a little more advantage, a little more man, man luxury to deal with the box offense. Then there's the simple issue of in the fourth quarter, you're just gonna have Hacker Giannis. Just like there's yeah. Hacker Shaq. People are gonna foul him, and you know he'll make one or one out of two at best. Probably not even those sometimes in uh, late yeah. in the game. I mean, he's airballing free throws still.
1: True.
0: That's atrocious. Last time I saw somebody be this bad at free throw shooting was Shaq. And with mm-hmm. Shaq, the complaint was, as was the case with a few other players from his era, that he is so supremely gifted that he doesn't mm-hmm. put in the effort on practice sometimes. It was the same thing yeah. that I said about Allen Iverson and a bunch of other players from that era. So gifted, don't show up for practice. That hurts. Now now with Shaq, eventually that put a rift between him and Kobe, he shipped out. With Giannis, here's a guy that's driven to get better every day. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever complained about his work ethic. You don't have disciplinary issues. You don't have diva complaints, uh, as the case is with Kawhi Leonard or Kyrie Irving or James Harden, or any of these guys, who's who's off-field... Antics sometimes hurt mm-hmm. the locker room, sometimes. None of that with Giannis. He's the consummate professional, the, the model guy, the face of the franchise. So it blows my mind how these many seasons in, he's still that bad at free throws. Like you're a pro NBA player, two-time back-to-back MVP. You're still airballing free throws. That doesn't make sense to me. So something's something amiss here. Um, he shootings, he's shooting marginally better. He's making a few more threes than before, but a lot of them have to be open threes. He still can't hey. shoot off the dribble or create his own shot from outside the perimeter or even like a deep two jumper mid-range. None of that. But then Mate. the more this drags on, the more it gets predictable. As it is, you walked in last season into every arena as the MVP. Now you walk in as the two-time back-to-back MVP. And there's a target on your back anywhere. Defenders are mm-hmm. going to come at you. People want to... Prove that they're the best by benchmarking against you and, and seeing how well they can stop you. And then if you, if you give them a whiff that you're still the same guy, which means defenses can say, okay, uh, what did Toronto do to stop him two years ago? What did Boston or Miami do to stop him last season? Yeah, we Paste. Boom. Done. And then, yeah. then you're basically going to live and die by, by the strengths of Drew Holiday and, and Middleton, which they're amazing players, but they're not Giannis. For this team right. to function, they've got to be great and Giannis has got to be an MVP caliber player. That's the difference right now. You'll right. Go ahead, go for it.
1: Uh, so I was thinking about this. When you look at the top teams that you talk about <clears throat> being real chip contenders this season, yeah. right? The Lakers. Hmm. When you see the top two players on the team, it's LeBron and AD and there's not much difference between them uh, in terms of Gameplay or how good they are in terms of the quality they bring to the team. You look at Brooklyn Nets, the same thing. There's not much difference between KD, James Harden, uh, sorry, and Kyrie Irving either. Mm-hmm. So the top two, top three are like really close to each other. In the case of Milwaukee Bucks, there's a big downgrade isn't there between Giannis and say Middleton or Drew Holiday. There's a big gap. And do you think that like they really don't have a second guy who can support Giannis because you know Giannis' strengths and weaknesses, but there's nobody else to complement or Cover up his weaknesses. Like, there's no sharp shooter. Middleton is a sharp shooter, but you see how he sinks off and how he hides yeah. in the playoffs. So, is that the problem? There is Middleton really the second guy on a championship-winning team. Can he yeah. be that guy?
0: No, but, but the thing is, that's a question. That's a question I'd even come to. First of all, that's a playoff question because in the regular season he's been that guy for a while now. Um, yeah. Yep. But what I'm saying what I'm saying is we. That's a question we should come to when the superstar does his bit, like when LeBron's LeBron. Mm-hmm. and AD is AD, that's when we have the debate. And we do because they are those guys have the debate of who's the Lakers' third scoring option. Like all of last season, that was the debate. Will it be Kuzma yeah. who steps up? Will it be KCP? As it turned out, it is a combination of a bunch of guys last season, right? But you wouldn't you wouldn't really be worried about who's the best scorer if LeBron yeah. or AD were screwing it up on a regular basis. And by screwing it up, I mean being anything less than the lethal yeah. elite level that they are. We won't have that second debate because the first problem itself isn't solved. I'm saying with Giannis being who he is right now, which is largely static, there might be marginal improvements on stats, but the playing style and what it takes to stop him is the same as it was two seasons ago. I don't think he's improved Uh at all. Uh Um, That's a problem because more teams will be able to figure it out. So then will Middleton be that guy? I'm saying even if he is that guy, it probably won't matter. Okay. It's like Anthony Davis could be phenomenal, but if LeBron just completely falls off the wagon or becomes too uh-huh. predictable like Giannis is with the uh-huh. kind of flaws that Giannis has, that's a problem uh-huh. for the Lakers. And I'm saying that's really where they're stuck. I'm looking at Middleton and I'm saying this guy's made improvements to his game. He's actually made improvements to his game. Uh, wasn't that great shooting to one side before he is now. Yeah. So, so I see, I see these improvements coming in. What worries me is, is it, it all comes back to the motivation of the, of the superstar. Uh, Against the Lakers, what happened last season when the Bucs played the Lakers? And the Lakers had a big win, back-to-back clippers Right. And LeBron made a name uh, in that short stretch, put himself into the MVP conversation because he took on Kawhi directly and he took on uh, Giannis directly on defense, True. defensive duties. Giannis guarded him at the other end and that was a good battle which LeBron eventually won. What happened this season? Giannis was perfectly happy staying inside, asking Drew Holiday to to take LeBron. Yeah. Now perimeter or inside. If you're not taking that assignment, that's a problem. I'm not saying be the man, oh Jordan and Kobe used to do no no, no none of that. I'm saying there's a change in intent. Last season it was Giannis who took the who took on Lebron. And now it's right. Drew Holiday. I'd understand if Drew Holiday has some size. Like Bledsoe mm-hmm. short, that's why it wasn't Bledsoe, but Drew Holiday has said, no, he doesn't. He's like half a foot shorter than Lebron. So so why is he guarding LeBron, LeBron can literally just pass over Drew Holiday's head. Like is it's that ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. I'm looking at all of these things and I'm I'm seeing I'm thinking, is there a motivation issue in Milwaukee? Because mm-hmm. let let me say Chris Middleton is that guy. He's ready okay. to play this uh, to be the second best player on a championship team. And, mm-hmm. and you know what? I think players like that don't go cold for too long. I think mm-hmm. he he's made credible improvements to his to his game. If he still mm-hmm. throws up in the postseason, then then that's just a Mental toughness issue, and, and in which case this would be the final nail in in his coffin as far as clutch postseason goes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm saying the way the way it's going, I, I see, I I don't see the same level of drive and motivation from Giannis that we saw last season or the season before that. Now, if this drags okay. on too long, you know what the papers are going to say. He got his big contract and he got complacent. I I don't think that's it. Um, is there are there locker room issues that are not coming out? Doesn't look like it. It's really mm-hmm. strange. Let, let me just say that. It's really strange. I think okay. Middleton's ready to uh, to be that guy in the postseason. Uh, mm-hmm. Shockingly, I don't think Giannis uh, is ready to lead his team to the finals yet, because I don't see any improvement over the last two seasons. OK. I, uh-
1: while I don't quite agree with that, because Yanis is still getting those numbers. He's still playing like Yanis da- should, right? Yes, yeah, he's, he's missing playing, those free exactly throws. Exactly
0: like Yanis plays, which means it takes exactly the same things to stop him. True. That hasn't changed. That, that's my point. Not the production; it's there. But you know how this it. This goes to the playoffs. Yeah. They'll form, Well, what did the Lakers do? They did the same brick wall thing. Yeah. Anthony Davis, yeah. LeBron, Montrezl, yeah. Mark Gasol just cut off Yanis's driving lanes, and that's that's it. Because he can't shoot, he can't shoot, <laughs> he can't make free throws. That's the liability part I'm talking about.
1: Okay, I, I think I might partially agree to that. It's fair to say that Giannis really needs to up his game if Milwaukee have to make a run for this. But I'm also worried about the other pieces. I mean, the number two, number three guys he spoke about, the number four, number five guys, Brooke Lopez, Divincenzo, Vincenzo, uh, Bobby Portis, DJ Agustin. I don't see them on a chip-winning team ever because... Yeah, you might get great numbers on one odd day, but you can't do it over a seven-game series. Not against the Nets, not against 76ers, yeah. not against Lakers if you get there. So, um, I'm really having my doubts on Milwaukee Bucks. If there is one positive for them, it's very early in the season for them to make repairs, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. And, and this might be overreaction central right now. But I, I don't know if I'll buy that premise. Uh, Chenjo, all of these guys, look, they'll be on a championship team if their best players are championship Caliber players. Like if you mm-hmm. put Jimmy Devin on the Lakers right now, he'd look like yeah, sure he can belong on a championship team. It's like that. Um, yeah. it, it's it's like let's go back to the most recent season we've had. Let's say the Lakers won it, right? Let's say they didn't. Let's mm-hmm. say the Clippers won it. That'd mm-hmm. be like debating if Reggie Jackson is uh, worth being on a championship team when Kawhi isn't performing in the first place. Because then mm-hmm. like the franchise has got bigger problems than whether the squad players are up to the up to the mark or not. With with the Bucks, it's the same thing. Maybe DiVincenzo is that guy, maybe he's not. But I'm saying that should be the secondary tertiary problem that they should be worried about. Their mm-hmm. primary problem is the face of the franchise is all too predictable. Like you look at Philadelphia, mm-hmm. right? And people are always already writing them off just because of how strong Brooklyn look.
1: Mm-hmm. Philadelphia mm-hmm.
0: have Embiid playing borderline MVP level right now. True. But they have a bit of the same problem, which is why Brooklyn just shot to the top of the favorites list as soon as they put together this squad, mm-hmm. which is Ben Simmons is another Giannis. Yeah. He just doesn't seem to improve. It's uh, the Numbers might go up. What he does might get better. He might get slightly more steals per game, blah, blah, blah. Productions going up. But what it takes to invalidate this superstar in the postseason seems to largely mm-hmm. be the same. Giannis bricks free throws, shoots air balls. Ben Simmons shoots the worst three-point misses you'll ever see. Like Paul George hitting the sideboard was bad bad enough. At least he hit something. Ben (laughs) Simmons hits absolutely nothing other than air, right? So so it's a bit of the same conundrum that both these teams in the East have that there are these two players who just can't seem to shoot, which is so strange in an era where not only is everyone required to shoot, everyone's required to shoot threes, and here right. are guys that don't even have a mid-range. It's it's astonishing.
1: Yeah. On that note, before we end this episode, if you had to rate the top, say, five in the Eastern Conference right now or top six in the Eastern Conference right now, that those are the teams that will make the playoffs without uh, going through those playing games, whom would it be? Because uh, it's getting pretty interesting out there. Yeah. The Nets have lost a few games that you did not expect them to lose. Right. Uh, 76ers, they lost a few games because of COVID and all of those, but they came back real strong in in the two-game series against the Celtics. The Celtics had kind of a down against the 76ers, but they came back really crashing. I mean, they really did well against the Cavs, who beat the Nets twice. So it's pretty interesting uh, round-robin going out there. So who would be a top six uh, just before we wrap up this episode?
0: It's still so surreal that the Cavs beat the Nets back-to-back. Uh, yeah. Look, it's the East, so an above 500 score is already putting you like in the top seven, top six. Right. So uh, however bad the Nets get, I don't think they'll be anywhere below say a 550 or a 600 team. Mm-hmm. I just don't mm-hmm. see that happening. Uh, can they win six out of 10 over the season? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so it, it's safe to assume, I'm not saying they'll finish like sixth or fifth. I'm saying at least like no matter okay. what, that's where they finish, right? So the Nets make the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. 76ers make the playoffs. They have, they have one of the best records in the league right now. And they have a few yep. games in hand, if I'm not sure. Uh, yep. I'm not sure. yep,
1: a lot. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, <laughs> uh, COVID much. So, yes. so they're up there. So it's nets in them. Milwaukee, they'll breeze through the regular season. I think all of our of debates are about the postseason. So these three are a yep. lock. right? Yep. Boston Celtics have looked great so far. Jalen Brown's getting better to the point where he's now being directly uh, compared to Jason Tatum and with good reason. Kemba's True. back looking great. So yeah. I love the look of this team. I love their composition and I think they've upgraded their big man department, which is much needed. So mm-hmm. they're a lock, right? So you've got okay. 76ers, you've got Nets, you've got uh, uh, the Bucks and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. Pacers, I think are very strong. I'm excited to yeah. see. Hopefully Karis Levert can come back sometime this season. Um, it's one of those things where we we have no clue if he's going to be out for a few games right. or the entire season. Um, so it's a non athletic health situation so if he comes right. back or even otherwise i think indiana pacers are pretty pretty short to finish right so that
1: mm-hmm.
0: that that takes up about the top five spots which interestingly enough is the top five right now uh, right. as the as the way the east is shaping up cleveland i think are overachieving mm-hmm. um, I, th- I think they might they might kind of see an adjustment um, and, and and drop a little but these five for me are a lock um, okay. The only team there that that I expect to make the top six, as well as the Knicks are playing, I think top six is a stretch for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the Atlanta Hawks, that, that's going to be my gamble pick. I think the Atlanta Hawks are good enough to, okay. to clinch a top six spot. I think they're okay. just about finding their feet. They've got a lot of shooters. They've got a great playmaker. Um, I think they'll they'll find their way to the top six.
1: Alright, that's an interesting top six. The obvious fallouts from this top six being the Miami Heat and the Toronto Raptors who are having yeah. kind of a weird season so far. Yeah, Toronto yeah, Raptors yeah. are starting to put to, mm. put together some wins. Yeah. So it'll be interesting if they can really sustain that. Uh, Aaron Baines got five rebounds, so something to look out for. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the team that's looking upwards right now. So um, mm-hmm. we'll see how they f- fare. But uh, that's all for today. Always fun doing this with you. And we'll be back tomorrow. And that's it. See you. I'm you.